Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Welcome back. It's a beautiful day outside. Yeah. Uh, this episode is going to come at you post-Halloween, so hopefully mm-hmm. everyone had a good Hollow's Eve, Hollow Weekend. Yeah. Say, what, did you, what did you get into? How was your Halloween and it the like? Good. It was um. It was it was cute. I just like I've done a lot of things in October, and I don't know. Like sometimes like birthdays, holidays, all of those things have really high expectations. And I feel like I had such a strong birthday, and I I had such a strong October in general that I was just like, let me just like lay low on Halloween and like go out to the places I frequent hang out with the clothes homies and just dress up. So it's been like pretty minor. Today is actually Halloween. So today it's kind of the same idea. I'm just going to go to like one place with like my roommate. I'm dressing up as Skrillex. I'm super excited. I've always wanted to do that. Um, But it's been good. Nothing like traumatizing, dramatic, like nothing, nothing of those sorts. I've been playing it like pretty chill. You know, we're keeping the vibrations high. And also because I've been doing so much in October, I'm just ready for like a little like detox. So I'm doing the same thing I did last year where like I just don't drink in November. And I just like focus on all the other stuff that I want to do this month. So yeah, it's good. It's good vibes up here. What about you? I'm having great vibes. Um, I am really into I'm actually excited because I do not get trick-or-treaters where I'm at, okay? So I'm going to my grandma's house, and that they have a shit ton of trick-or-treaters, and they come from all over. Uh, So we're having a little trick-or-treat fun party pass out with... uh, I'm also bringing along some gal pal and boyfriend or whatever, so we should have a really great time. So I'm excited for that. But last night, I went to Ray... Um, and I recommend mm-hmm. her as an artist. It's R A Y E. She's from England. She's literally amazed balls. And it was like one of my favorite concert experiences because I was just trying to like describe it as like Taylor Swift is like going to like a mega church. Like it's like huge, it's ginormous, <laughs> it's stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. But then when you go to like these little small shows and um I'll post like a little video if you're watching this on YouTube, here it is. And then if you look at it, but I was literally so close and she was so beautiful and her voice was amazing. Her vocals are like literally insane balls. Like I literally, she was hitting these like, like Mariah Carey high A's that are just like, you're like, holy shit. How is she doing that? And then she was hitting super low notes. Oh my God. It was just such good vibes. And I love a concert experience where it's like, I feel like I'm getting a good deal, you know? I do. I feel that. I think there's a lot of artists. That's the, one, the amazing thing about live music. It's like, obviously, you can hear music on your headphones at home, wherever. But when you go see that person just, like, perform, and you realize, like, how talented that person is, you're like, whoa. It makes you even, like, like vibe with their music so much more because, you know, like, that's literally how you sound in real life. Yeah, and she also did, like, she was very vulnerable about talking about her, about songwriting experiences, and, like, she has a song called, like, Body Dysmorphia and Ice Cream Man that talks about, like, you know, sexual assault and things like that, and she was talking about it, was super raw and vulnerable, and it was, like, very inspiring to me, because it's like, dang, she can be super real with uh, 200 people in this room, so I, I felt like I really gained a lot of, like just like good vibes i don't know i just soaked in her energy and now i feel like a 
a, a, a revived as a person. I don't know if that makes sense. So that felt really amazing. So I would recommend listening to her album, My 21st Century Blues, Chef's Kiss. All right. I will have to check that out. Uh, should we get into today's episode? Today we're talking about de-influencing. Hell yeah, baby. influencing honestly i really appreciate the de-influencing trend which is basically telling you like what not to buy but we're doing this <laughs> as like concepts as a whole you know like a yeah, little jumping yeah, off yeah. point about things to not buy into perfect i i love it um there's been some pretty big ones i think in like popular culture the uh, the big one is like the hustle grind mentality lifestyle always doing something and I think that I've bought into that um I can't tell you I can't pinpoint exactly who my influencers are that are like always doing something but I will say from the uh, the, the hustle cu- culture uh I have left tired overworked and um conditioned to feel bad when I'm not being productive 24 7 so I'm gonna de-influence myself from that one I was just talking about this recently about how sometimes I just get like, like, I feel like I've been exposed to hustle culture so much that like sometimes my thoughts are like subconscious about hustle culture. And like the thing that I say is like, oh, what I should be doing. And like, you should really recognize when you use the word should and be like, okay, what, whose expectations are these (laughs) Like, who's my who's, boss? <laughs> yeah, like who's telling you you should or shouldn't do these? And I was talking about how I like to be lazy, and my therapist was like, "Oh, like, w- like, what do you mean by lazy?" And I was like, "I literally like to lie around and do nothing. I literally, I'm telling you." I obviously a lot of people died during COVID, and that was very sad. But being furloughed and just like not doing anything i've never been more fucking blissful in my life like waking up and having nothing to do holy shit dude i loved it and so a lot of my like when i want to be like just hanging around because it would bring me joy i'm like no i should be doing laundry i should be cleaning my house i should be working on this it's like should who the fuck is shooting you (laughs) yeah who am i signing off my progress yeah yeah it's weird to condition yourself to think that way it it holds weird expectations like even with the gym sometimes it's like if I don't make it to the gym I start to feel bad about myself and it's like no going to the gym is like a healthy choice but it's not something like I have to do every day those are expectations I set up for myself and honestly like going like not going to the gym one day out of the week like or one time that it just like didn't work and I would rather like stay home watch a movie I don't know like cuddle with my cat do take a mental health day like that's not gonna alter my reality like all that crazy all that much I agree and honestly like I feel like something that I've been doing a lot with not just working out but just in general is like 
doing things that like don't fit into like the plan you know what i'm saying like i i know that might sound weird but like i would just say like with aerial yoga right like i'm the type of person who likes to do all or nothing right so like mm-hmm. me doing like one aerial yoga class right like here and there doesn't really fit into my plan of like the goals I need to succeed in, but I do it because it's like fun and it's laid back and I enjoy it. And so kind of like just doing things that are fun for the sake of being fun. I feel like we live in this like capitalistic culture who tells us we have to like exceed in every fucking thing or capitalize on everything. So we like miss out on doing things for fucking leisure. Yeah, and I think that this is a little different from discipline. I think discipline is one thing, like, if you really have a goal that you obviously, like, want to become A, B, and C, and you have to do something every day, I think that goes beyond that. I think this is just having the mentality that if you're not going 150% every day through everything, um, you're not meeting your goals, which it's all it's not always about your destination it is about your journey okay so sometimes in your journey you got to make time to play because if you work 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 you're gonna wear yourself out and it's not even you're not even gonna be performing at top level like I just took a two-week break from the gym I went back yesterday and I was able to lift way more than Mm -hmm. I was lifting when I was working out way more but having to do so many more things in my day I just like I feel like if you put more purpose and energy into something it's more intentional in that way in the same way this is with work okay I've been hearing I guess like I've worked for bigger corporations so like PTO is like something you're entitled to like nobody nobody's gonna bother you if you take PTO but I've been talking to people that work like in smaller companies and like just like you know, a different field, and people, like, shame them when they take their PTO. So I'm here to tell you, do not feel bad for taking PTO, okay? If you feel bad for leaving work, like, that's toxic work work culture. If anyone's trying to make you feel bad for taking your legal days off, okay, or trying to hit you up while you're on vacation, when you're out of office, you're out of office. It means I have no cell reception. It's out of sight, out of fucking mind. I got amnesia. I don't even work there right now. All right? That is your time. Honestly, like, what is the purpose of work in your life? But also, if you're working 52 days out of the year, like, for fucking what? Like, you're entitled to time off. Why? Like, you should not be guilted into using it. And I will say, I feel like sometimes... I should blame myself on, like, why I feel like I don't deserve to take PTO. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some people who have shitty work environments who, like, make them feel bad for using it. And sometimes I feel like I make myself feel bad for using it because I have, like, this idea of it's going to cause me more stress or you know, everyone's busy and I don't want to rely on other people. But then I had to think about, hey, people rely on me all the goddamn time. Other people take PTO. And I take care of them and I only say a little bit about it, you know? So it's like they can return the favor. That's the expectation. So maybe check in with yourself because I know that I've guilted myself into not taking pill TO. Yeah. And the only way to really change a culture is by like kind of standing up for what you believe in in public spaces. So if everybody in your office is like, I can't believe they take PTO, maybe you should be the first person to speak up and be like, I think it's great. Like, she works really hard. She totally deserves this time, like, away from here. Her vacation sounds amazing. Like, wish her the best. Stop being a hater. Mm-hmm. Be the change you want to see in the world. 
Love that. <laughs> All right. Next, we got expensive skincare. <laughs> yes. Expensive skincare, expensive makeup. I would say expensive skincare because you just go through it quicker. This one's kind of nuts because it, it wasn't as popular like when I was growing up. You know, to have, like, all these, like, creams and moisturizers and fucking mm-hmm. retinol. And I literally I somehow have become, like, a dermatologist on the lo- on the side. Like, every, yeah, right? every girl I know is, like, talking about hydraulic acid. I'm like, I don't even know what these things are. Like, when did we get these biology degrees? When did we all of a sudden start, like, mixing these formulas? Because out of nowhere, we are using different language here. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be honest, okay? So... I'm a skincare girly through and through. I am currently taking, or I, I use tretinoin, which is prescription strength skincare. But let me tell you, that's the only thing that I buy that's really expensive now because mm-hmm. I kind of got de-influenced by um, someone who was like, unless you're using like prescription strength products, things are going to be really similar. Like if you look at an ingredients list, like we have regulations over where things can sit on an ingredients list, right? So if you look at an ingredients list and it has like the same order of ingredients, those are where it's going to have very similar makeups. Okay. So at this point we've gotten to drugstore brands that are just higher level than they were in the past. Like I remember being in high school and being like, oh, I don't like I don't buy drugstore makeup or I don't buy drugstore skincare because I was like a wannabe YouTube influencer. Right now, babes, I'll tell you my drugstore. I get all drugstore, mostly Korean. My whole skincare routine is probably like under a hundred, a hundred dollars. All right. I'm telling you, you don't need to do expensive skincare. The one time this girl got me, I went a little drunky, McDrunk drunk into an Ulta pre-sober era (laughs) yeah pre-sober era i went i was like in a fucking ulta and i was like fuck it i'm gonna have a treat yourself day dude she got me and like i got to the register and it rang up as like 200 dollars worth of products for two products and i just was too embarrassed to say no so i bought them babes they were great they were not a hundred dollars for great okay like it just was not there so I think that you should be also don't there's just too many steps. I feel like I, I'm guilty of this. You really don't need 15 step skincare routines. Keep it basic. Keep it simple, but just be consistent in using it. OK, don't be forced into buying the hottest new thing because there's always a new thing, babes. There's always a new thing that people are coming to and there's not a lot of research on that. And then you'll just keep on buying. They want you to like be in this like I need this new thing mentality yeah capitalism really be wild because i i hadn't noticed like the level of like influencer culture until i hung out with my 13 year old cousin and this little girl is like too cool for school but also just like we went into sephora and she's like well i have this cream and i have this moisturizer but i haven't tried this one because you can't find this one in mexico and i was like I literally only used, like, lotion when I was 13. Like, I didn't have, I didn't even have an idea of any of these things. And I'm like, and then there's this other girl on TikTok that she blew, she blew up. And she's also, like, in middle school. And she's, like, super mean. Well, she's, oh, like, yeah. doing, like, thousands of dollars worth of skincare. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I I know exactly who you're talking about. And that's who I thought I was in middle school (laughs) but i was using like proactive you know like (laughs) 
I bet like people are just gonna age amazing because I, I love it. It's gonna be it's gonna be good, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> or actually, bad. <laughs> I was at a work party and someone asked me my age, which I thought was highly inappropriate, but whatever. And I was like, I'm 29. I'm damn near 30. And they were like, Oh my gosh, your skin looks so youthful. Like you look so amazing. And, and I was like, oh, well, I don't mind a little compliment, but babes, all Korean skincare, all super cheap. Maybe I'll do a little TikTok on our Instagram to help you guys out because it's it's very low cost. I would love that. Next one. This kind of goes with the skincare routine and the vision of like who you should be. Um, there's like this motion of like the clean girl aesthetic and like self-care and like this like wholesome living that I've been seeing where I'm like, I just like do not feel like fit this mold of girl, nor do I want to. But like I still practice like self-care and like all the other good things. So I wanted to debunk a little bit of like having this specific image um, as like you're on top of your game. You know what I mean? I mean, do what you can. I think the part of, I think honestly, not to diagnose people, but I'm saying I feel like being like super regimented in like your lifestyle is like the illusion of control. I think there is a degree Mm. of having a clean space. I will say having a clean space I think makes me a happier human being. But like, I feel like, have you ever, do you know, like keeping up with the Kardashians? Yeah. Like Chloe, she started off as like a clean girl aesthetic. And now she has like full on OCD that she talks about on the show. Right. And I feel like it's just like, and this is just, and she's put this out here. This is not things I'm saying, (laughs) but like people are like, well, it's just like people like this sense of control. And you, as much as, you can have a perfectly clean house, but your life might still go to shit, you know? So <laughs> I think we have this, like, I should have all my dishes done. I should have the perfect clean house. I should live this aesthetic life that I can film and feel like I've made it and been success. Who's the should? Who are you doing this for, babes? If it's causing Again. you terror <laughs> yeah. and anxiety, maybe reexamine. Or maybe it's just not your style. Like sometimes I I see that people don't want to like venture out of like, well, it's like white and beige and tan and that's all I like. I'm like, is it really all you like? They're like, well, I like green. And I'm like, okay, then implement green. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. I think like people chase that image that's like so popularized that rather than like create whatever works for them. And I've seen people do like 180 switches where they're like, Suddenly, like, what happened to the girl you used to be? I mean, that's cool if you don't like didn't like anything about her. But do I buy that you completely went, like, 180 from, like, alternative to, like, super, like, clean aesthetic? I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. That, there's, a, there's something going on behind that. <laughs> you know, I will, I will say this. I feel like... Like, furniture is so expensive. Sometimes a clean girl aesthetic is just, like, affordable. You know, like, you can get a really mm. nice gray couch. Like, babe, yeah. let me tell you, you can get a gray couch that looks luxe for cheap. Like, I would love to have, like, a Victorian velvet couch moment. But I know for a goddamn fact that's, like, $3,000, $5,000. Now, would I ever spend $5,000 on a white couch? 
hell to the fucking no because it's a white couch. But you can find a decent gray white couch for like a hundred bucks, hundred twenty five dollars. Like I feel like part of the beige aesthetic is it's IKEA, but now oh, it's oh, it's like it's looking expensive, but it really isn't. So it's like yeah, got you, got you, got you. I you know I can't afford yeah. my aesthetic right now, but I will one day. I'm I'm still working on it. I need a truck. So I can start, and I need to learn how to upholstery. Yeah, the, the girlies are doing it on TikTok. There's I ways. Know. Like we just gotta learn. We gotta learn. <laughs> That's something I'm gonna work on in 2024. Okay, perfect. Um, along with the clean girl aesthetic goes minimalism. I think like this one was really pedal to the metal uh, when I was growing up. It was like lose all your belongings and have less things. And although I do like to have a clean space, I realize I'm a maximus baby. I like my things. Especially my clothes. I like my clothing because I know I will wear it. It's not like I don't keep it to never wear it. I keep it because, like, that is my a piece. <laughs> I will yeah. enjoy someday. No one would come into my house and think that I'm a minimalist, but truly I feel like I'm a minimalist. But only because, bro, you can only move your stuff so many times before you realize, I don't give a fuck about this. I feel like... What you should really do is, like, Marie Kondo's, like, if it brings you joy. I think that Mm -hmm. people, if it brings you joy, you should have as much stuff as you want. But for me personally, I think I was just, like, holding on to little knickknacks that didn't spark anything in me, you know? I got better about throwing a lot of things away uh, from moving, too. It's like, you know, you start, you move, you move across the country and you realize whatever's left Throw that shit out. Like, I, haven't, thought, I haven't thought about it. I don't need it. But if you like your things, you like your things. Don't let people shame you of not liking your things. Okay, there's a balance with that. If you if you can't store your things, you need to you need to reconsider though. Like you need to make some choices. So I realized that I'm a try hard bitch, and it came across to me when I realized that I had a lot of pressure into trying to make things look like effortless when I really was putting a lot of work into things. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't like the expectation that this took no effort. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they're like, oh, you did that so effortlessly. Like it seems like you just get it done. And I'm like, no, I bust my ass to do this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like effortless. Um, Also, I mean, also like I don't like the term like, high maintenance when you're maintaining yourself you know what i'm saying Mm, yes like i feel like sometimes like a like i'll see on the internet being like oh this girl's so high maintenance (laughs) well yeah i'm maintaining myself who gives a fuck how high maintenance i am i'm the person who's paying for all this shit i'm the person who's maintaining myself like you know and people will insert themselves into other people's business being like oh i could never do all this this is so extra well, no one's asking you to. I'm doing this for myself, and I'm enjoying it. I feel like this is this goes along with, like, the people wanting the chill girl aesthetic. Like, I'm not a chill girl. I never want to be placed in that category. Because if people think, like, you're a chill girl, they're going to treat you like a chill girl. And I work too damn hard for that, okay? I think you should normalize showing, pro- like, progress and things that you're working on, too. Like, nothing is, like you're going to get it right the first time. You know, I feel like sometimes people really like to show their best work, but sometimes you just got to put some other shit that you're working on that might not be fully there yet. It like really normalizes to people that you're starting somewhere. Like you don't just like get good at something out of nowhere. Like I think that's, that's so unrealistic and it makes people think like 
starting something new is going to be like the worst thing ever. There are learning curves to everything. But if you put time and you put like work into it, it's going to turn into something. And obviously that's a reflection of yourself. At the end of the day, if I'm treating myself like I work hard, so I'm high maintenance is because I put a lot of effort into myself. And I feel like you should also put that effort into if you want to get to know me, you know, I fully feel like being a chill girl or like trying to achieve that like hurts you in the long run. And you should just like be yourself. I'm now very upfront and real with how long it's going to take me to get ready. Okay, right. I'm not gonna pretend like oh, it's only good. gonna take me 15 good. minutes. I'm glad. I know, right? <laughs> I don't pretend like it's only gonna be 15 minutes to get ready. I will be like, hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be like, yo, that timeline is not gonna be not gonna work with how long it takes me to get ready. So like let's plan out a different timeline. Being upfront really early on with that and just being yourself. And then also, I'm also the type of person who likes to plan things, okay? I think sometimes when you give off the chill girl energy, people think that they don't have to plan with you and that you're just going to go with the flow. No, bitch. I like plans. I have things to do. I'm not just going to be – I'm not here when it's best works for you. You're going to need to put some time on my calendar, okay? Hate to say that, but that's just how it is. I actually gave this advice to my roommate. She's a little younger than me. So, you know, like, there's just some things in life I've learned, like, specifically, like, going on dates and stuff where I'm like, no, you have to let somebody know that your time is valuable or they're going to treat it like it isn't. Like, if they come at you and say eight-ish, bitch, what does that eight-ish mean? No, like, please let me know exactly what time so I can plan out my day because, like, I have shit going on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also, I've seen this with sewing like sometimes before I show like progress videos on TikTok and stuff like that and I just be like here's what I made and people would be like can you make me this or can you do that and I'm like this took me hours no I'm not gonna put like it's not I like things like that are just like Ugh! but at the end of the day it's like my job to communicate like this took me a lot of effort there's absolutely no way you're a getting this for free or two like the expectation is I can just like whip this out of thin air you know what I mean And I think people like the honesty and the realness and progress. Like, they love that shit. Yeah. Show your true colors. Be a realist. I think we are are seeing people being more real, specifically, like, on social media. I see a lot of, like, I guess people I like on social media that are just, like, more straight up with it. You know? They're just like, actually, this is really difficult most of the time. Rather than, like, I just, like, woke up perfect today. <laughs> I woke up um, like this. I woke up like like this. Um, all right. This my this one I'm pretty passionate about. And it's just uh, drug culture in social media that I'm seeing. Specifically, like, microdosing and just, like, drug references within, like, niche groups. Um, one is like, I follow a lot like other like rave influencers. And honestly, I don't follow that many because a lot of them just like do a lot of drug references. And I'm not really with the shits just because like it, it doesn't scare me, but I have, I've seen it all. Okay. I've been raving for 10 years and I've just seen how drugs affect obviously different people. A lot of people are prone to addiction. And I just feel like if you're introducing and, like, hyping up and, like, making fun of, like, the drug culture, 
it just lacks a little bit of like social responsibility um mainly when like people get into it because they think it's just like part of the culture and then they obviously like there's avenues you know what i mean into yeah. getting into different types of drugs and getting into different issues in your life and i don't really funk with that mostly when you're just making fun of it and you're not providing like any sort of like resources um i think that people forget like when you have a platform on social media you're kind of responsible for the people that you are quote-unquote influencing and your audience so i i think like people should be more mindful about that specifically also with like alcohol like a lot of people like to party and like go out and whatever but like be fucking for real like probably you don't wake up every day feeling amazing from drinking and some people like have really bad substance abuse issues so something to think about yeah i feel like there's a like a lot of normalization for legitimately what we consider schedule one narcotics and i feel like it's really interesting the perception of certain drugs versus other drugs you know what i'm saying like we're not yeah. normalizing i guess non-party drugs um, but they're like equally can be equally as harmful and as addictive. And also, especially now with the rise of like really t dangerous street drugs like fentanyl, like things are very different than they were 10 years ago. And it definitely scares me for young people who are just a little bit too trusting. Um, mm -hmm. I hear like where people are like, oh, well you know, I, I have a really good source. And I'm like, no, you, that's what everyone says. Like, no, you don't. Like, that's not true. Like, <laughs> who is this source? Jimmy so from your Sin source? Sin Sigma Kappa, whatever is yeah. not a reliable source. Okay. And I'm just like, <laughs> and it's also like one of those things where it's like, everyone says that, but still we're having people who are getting hospitalized and dying off of this stuff. So it's like, no, like you have to be active in protecting yourself um, and then, yeah, obviously addiction's a really big thing. And I think, honestly, just drug use and alcohol use is normalized in our society altogether. And you were talking about microdosing. And I find yeah. it, like, really interesting for people who don't know microdosing. is like taking small amounts of drugs that will, like, basically, it just gives you different effects. And it has had research on its um, improvement in, like, anxiety uh, depression and PTSD, but those are like clinically controlled yeah. studies. Those aren't like DIY <laughs> self medication, yeah, like avenues. Yeah. And like, I just don't know if Reddit is a great source for <laughs> how much you should how be much taking, you should be, be taking and then where you should be getting it from. Um, and I yeah. know it's different in states that have, like, Oregon, who has, like, you can get mushrooms legally now. I think it's a little different than other places where you have to get it illegally. But, like, I just feel like maybe not a DIY experience. Maybe that's something you should go to someone who has a has some type of real experience with that. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm seeing this with ketamine and I'm seeing this with psychedelics overall. Yeah. Um, I think anything that you're using to self-medicate without guidance is just, like, not um, – as somebody <laughs> who has been around, like, people who use drugs and been, been around it, like, I'm not scared of them, but I have seen a lot of things that 
they're just not meant for everybody at the end of the day. Like I have had a friend trip out on acid and wanted to kill herself for three hours and I had to hold her down until she calmed down. You know what I mean? Like things like that is like you don't necessarily know what you're introducing to like your brain and your body. And a lot of people have underlying conditions that the use of psychedelics can trigger. And I don't necessarily think that you need like trips like a lot of people right now are like I should go on like an ayahuasca trip and like go find myself you do not need to do that all right like if you're confused about your identity or your place in the world or like you're fucking bored change up your lifestyle like you can literally change up your routine start hanging out with different people get a hobby you're gonna start to see the world differently at the end of the day it is about perspective and that's why a lot of people like use psychedelics because they want to find a new a different perspective so I think there's like other ways around it other than like thinking like let me just like ingest this and see how it goes just um just from watching like a lot of other people do it and like yeah. more times than not people get hooked on psychedelics and like you can tell when I tell you like you mostly like in the rave community I will meet some of the kindest souls but I'm just like they're just not fully there anymore like they yeah. are over here um and you know like it, I, I would just say, like, be mindful and be careful with the things that, like, you're getting into, mostly because right now everybody's like, yeah, it's just, like, microdose, like, here and there to, like, take the edge off of the day. That is not... <laughs> I mean, there's not a point... That's not it! <laughs> I, at some point, you're kind of just getting high, you know? You're just getting a little high, and honestly, like... I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, have you tried like therapy? You know, like when people are like, I'm going to go to the jungle and do ayahuasca. I'm like, have you tried therapy? And obviously I'm I'm not saying that there aren't healing properties to to these yeah. medicinal things because there definitely are. Like, who the fuck am I to tell you, like, you know, where your spiritual journey yeah. should go? But I think what I'm talking about specifically is just going on like you are just kind of getting high because you're doing this like DIY on your own. You bought LSD off the street and you're taking like a quarter of a tab. And it's just not, I don't think that it is a, the best idea. Um, something else I want to talk about with this is I feel like weed has become really normalized. And I feel yeah. like before this past year, I don't think I would have, I think I've had a really big different perspective on weed and weed addiction i feel like i before this year i would have been like no i don't think you can be addicted to weed right but i've met people mm -hmm. who are who talk about like weed the same way i talk about like alcohol you know like who are just kind of using it to cope and i feel like if you're running away from your problems anything of there's too much of a good thing you know some people can like just have a good time and it's legalized now so it's like super chill but then if you're just relying on it to get through the day you might want to think about looking at that relationship um yeah i i could not agree more um i don't really have a beef with weed i think like choose your own journey personally i don't know how people do it um i've also seen like people get real crabby when they don't have their marijuana, all right? So it's like, if you're dependent on anything, at the end of the at day. At the end of like, the day. At the end of the day. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe look into that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I could talk. I'm not one to judge, okay? I drink, like, so much caffeine a day. I probably, like, if you cut that out, I'd be like, who am I? <laughs> I? Honestly, I don't even feel like I'm judging people, but I feel like I'm just talking about it because I don't think it's talked about. And I think That's that true. people, like... My And I mean, I know like this with me, like I didn't really think about my relationship with alcohol for a really long time because I don't think I saw 
my use as a traditional like alcoholic use because I was like a super big binge drinker, right? And like work hard, play hard mentality where I was like, you know, fucking keeping it together Monday through Friday and then on the weekend would go on a bender. And I wish that I had known at the time that that was just really unhealthy. And I think I'm just seeing the same thing where it's like, a lot of people will say, oh, no, smoking weed's fine. Like, no matter what, like, smoking weed's not addictive. And then people kind of stop getting help because they don't really think that they have a problem because it's not talked about at all. So it's, like, not a place of judgment, but more just a place of, like, maybe it's something you've been thinking about and this has been, like, damn, I actually needed to hear this because I've been kind of thinking about this, but not positive or kind of embarrassed that it's not talked about. Or maybe I'm alone in having a problem with, a substance that is true that is true and i don't know like at the end of the day like it's your journey it's your lifestyle but you can always switch it up if something ain't working out some people are really (laughs) really good stoners like they are productive human beings and some people are not (laughs) so (laughs) i guess see see the effects that it has on you yeah i think so and i mean Always good to just try something different. Like, if you really want to see what the role of a certain thing is in your life, like, just change it up. Like, you know, do a couple tea, weeks. Tea break. Take a tea, tea break. Breaks. Take a, I mean, some people might need to take a little rave break. Like, I know, like, I was going so hard. I was going to a rave, like, you know, there's one point in my life I was going to a rave or two raves a fucking week. And that's like me. <laughs> I know. Well, it's cool. I, Guess what? That might be negatively affecting some people trying to go to two raves a week. And if you take a break for a month, you could be like, dang, I really was chasing the dragon with these raves. And I actually would really prefer to just go to one a month. You know, it does make you value them a lot more. Like when you take a break and then you go back, you're like, I forgot how much I love this. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's anything in your life that you want to do a little differently. Like, For instance, if you have been, like, keeping a perfect house for a month, like, what would happen if you went two days without cleaning? Like, how would, how does that, how does your body react to that? And if you have, like, a fucking anxious, if you have anxiety attacks about not cleaning, then maybe we need, like, to talk about why. You know? (laughs) All right. Well, now we're ranting, all right? So let's quit while we're ahead. Let's quit. I'm not ranting. I'm giving. I'm perfecting people's lives. No, I'm just joking. All right. Yeah, so that's de-influencing. Babes, I'm on a no-spend November little uh, journey. So maybe you could join me. All right. And not spend any money in November besides what you need. and Basic needs. Basic needs. And then anything I want, I'm writing it down in my journal. And in December, I'll review that list. I like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll join you. November is always good, though. Like, I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's because I'm usually, like, so depressed by November that, like, the seasonal depression, my body's, like, on overdrive. But we'll talk about that next week. Next week. (laughs) Well, everybody, make sure that you're following us on social media. Um, We're at thanks and number four, your concern. I'm at LL Tutor. And I'm at Bernice Diaz M. And as usual, please subscribe to the podcast. Send this to a friend that might need to hear this or and make sure to rate and review the podcast. We love you all and we're excited for next week's episode. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you later. Bye.